0: And now, Critics' Corner with Bill Needle. Good evening, I'm Bill Needle, and welcome to Critics' Corner. For some time, I've been SCTV's critic at large. Now, I've got some feedback from some of you. A lot of you want to know, well, what the hell is critic at large? Well, frankly, your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) But I took the job because, well, there was something about the vagueness of the title that intrigued me. I figured I'd get two or three minutes of airtime once in a while to spout off about whatever was going on. And if nothing was going on, I wouldn't do my show. I'd stay at home and relax until I heard about something that bugged me. Well, that's all over now, thanks to some of you viewers that were kind enough to point this out to management here at SCTV. Thanks to you, I've been assigned to cover the theater beat. Thanks to you, management has decided to use me to review live theater. So you, the viewer, can sit at home without bothering to go to the theater but yap about it to your friends as though you saw it. Well, I hate theater. But I don't want to stop getting a check. So join me here later tonight for a theater beat. I hope you like it. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by adamandeve.com. Good
1: evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I am one of your hosts, E. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker?
2: We're, we're podcrafting early so I can go camping this weekend.
1: We are a little, we are a little early this week to accommodate your camping schedule. You were invited
2: upon the camping trip, but you declined because you have to go to like a senior citizen birthday party.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jews hate nature. You know, it's funny too, the way You've I was camping in, before I know but, appeared to have a good time. But you know, what's funny about it is I like the way uh, P town invited me. He's like, you can sleep in my car. Cause he just knows I don't, I don't do the tent thing. Yeah.
2: That's because you always sleep in the car.
1: I don't mind sleeping in the car, but uh, you know, I would have gone, good. but uh, it's my cousin's husband's 60th birthday party. And I can't really miss this. It's a big Sounds deal. Like a blast. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big, it's a big party. It's in uh
2: is that the silver or is that the gold or something else?
1: It's just old. Gold I'm is sure.
2: 75 and the silver is 50. So 60 is just the diamond or something. You know,
1: what's cool about them though, is they are, they're like, so they've had kids and they, you know, they have jobs or whatever, but they're like, you know, I think she's 61, he's 60. They still party. She asked me, she's like, can you uh, tell your sister to bring some edibles? I was like edibles, edible <laughs> marijuana. She's like, yeah. She goes, yeah. We wanted to get a bunch of edibles because we we're having a bunch of people over, and I might get some cocaine if that's cool. And I was like, cocaine, what? Jesus. Yeah, I know. I looked at her. I was You're going like,
2: to be partying way harder than my our camping group.
1: Well, I, I just kind of looked at her. I was like, really? Like it's just weird. I mean, I don't know her very well, but I just thought it was really odd that she would just. Bring that up, and I was like, "All right, that's cool. Okay, I'm 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 down." Gonna are there going to be, gonna be a of lot of
2: old people there? You might not be able to hang with this group of senior citizens.
1: Have you thought about that? That's what I'm wondering. If it's going to be a lot of like you know uh, septuagenarians, is Lemmy gonna sextagenarians? Be there? If there's going to be a lot of sextagenarians that are just like full on, just like cocaine coming out their nose, naked is Lemmy Kilmeister
2: going to be there? It sounds like it. I think he lives in that area. I think
1: Lemmy is actually going to be playing the music. Is there's a band. Because uh, I
2: just, I'm, I'm picturing you at this birthday party with all these sixty year old crazy people, and Lemmy's got you in a headlock, and you're just like, oh, I can't do any more coke,
0: and he's like, Oh, you little pussy, <laughs> he's such a cute little guy, just shoving
2: he's it, just, in my like, schnoz, drinking, he's just bonging Jack Daniels with methamphetamines in it.
1: I can see Ronnie Wood just partying with these like eighteen year old sluts,
2: right. Yeah, you you're, know, I don't, I don't know what to expect.
1: And I also wonder because, you know, I, these are, I guess they're family. I mean, it's family, obviously, but I don't, I'm not that super close to any of my family. So it's to go there and to get completely wasted on a variety of different drugs and alcohol. Probably, I, I, I'm kind of treating this like I would a work function.
2: Right. But they're, <laughs> they're your family and they're the ones who are suggesting it.
1: So it's not yeah, a work function. I mean, I, I guess I could go there now. I'm entitled to, yeah, take my pants off and rape their dog. Just show up. <laughs> I'm family.
2: <laughs> just show up and just drive a giant needle full of heroin into your arm and then just nod off immediately in the corner. I'll be like, like, well, it looks
1: like D is having a good time, yes. That would be funny. It's just, just going to be that kind of party. All right, a little one-upmanship with drugs. That's what it's going to be.
3: <laughs>
2: is heroin
1: the worst drug? I still
2: think... Oh, I don't... people. I don't think most people agree with this. I still think LSD is the, is the more hardcore thing. God, how funny
1: do. would that be if I like just come out there and you know cuz they're probably oh, they probably were hippies. I'm sure all of them are hippies. Yeah. And just come up with a whole strip of acid. Like yeah, mm-hmm. just a sheet of acid. Just yeah, a, just a yeah this is Alice in Wonderland acid. Let's let's party, man. I think but, they'd be like there's a time and a place for that.
2: <laughs> and then they would just tut-tut at you. It would take These it to the next today. level. No perspective. But it doesn't, though. It takes it to a deep, dark place. That's the problem. That's why I think it's
1: so hardcore. Well, I can take it to a deep, dark place.
2: Like heroin, you're just like, wow, I felt really good for a long time. And, like, I didn't pay attention to anybody. I just closed my eyes because like it felt so good just to be there silent.
1: Well, okay. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to dose everybody on just a lot of strong LSD and then I'm just going to show them pictures of the Boston bombing massacre. You know, the, the bombing oh, yeah. massacre, just of the Boston Marathon. Just, just be, like, be hey, one with it, man.
2: Out. Just be one with it. Ride the snake.
1: <laughs> just look at this. And just like, yeah. And I'm going to be the only person that's not on acid. Sounds like it's going to be a fun party. Jealous that you're going to be camping.
2: I think that qualifies as elder abuse. I
1: probably would no, be.
2: No, no. LSD is too hardcore for me. I,
1: I don't think edit. there would be LSD at this show. At this party. And, and furthermore, I don't think people are going to be talking about the Boston bombing and, you know, joking, at least joking about the. But we shouldn't even be joking about the Boston bombing. Jesus, Wackerly. It's
2: too soon. I wasn't. You were.
1: Oh, you, you, you I laughed. You very smiled.
2: <laughs> they can't see the smiles through the craft noise. You were
1: playing along with my um, ribaldry. It's terrible.
2: I was, I was baiting the trap <laughs> to show how insensitive, insensitive you are.
1: I know you should let this go for at least another three weeks or something. But talk talk about a horrible tragedy, um, and and then well, the fact oh,
2: some people get offended if you call it a tragedy,
1: and I, I maybe I well, agree you with those you people. think the death of like five people and is not tragedy?
2: Uh, they feel that like you know a tra the term tragedy is re- reserved for things like earthquakes, hurricane deaths, tornadoes, buildings collapsing through no fault of anybody other than the shitty engineer who designed it those are tragedies but when somebody you know terror that's not a tragedy because somebody you know it's a it's a vicious act of of
1: war terrorism yeah exactly some people
2: Um, say war is a tragedy but you know there's somebody who's like Instigating it.
1: Okay, well, there's tragic figures. There's people who have their legs blown off, and I was just—I couldn't believe that they're showing such gory images, like all over the all over the news. I mean, now they never would have done that back in the day. Did they even do that in two thousand in two thousand eleven?
2: Well, there were the people falling out of the I mean,
1: building. That was pretty 2011, 2001. Right?
2: They didn't show. <laughs> they,
1: Dude, That's in 2011, like two anymore. years ago. <laughs> Never forget. Dude. I've already forgotten the fucking date. Nine eleven. Mean, do so
2: much LSD in your free time, and then you exactly. understand the passage
1: of time better. But it, but in for during nine no. eleven, I don't recall seeing such graphic, gory pictures. Well,
2: everything was color, covered in debris. First of all, so you couldn't. It's not like you could go find a body parts and you know, they're buried in dust and asbestos and crap like that.
1: But you saw people I guess you saw wounded people walking through the street covered in blood and soot. See,
2: seeing the bodies fall out of the building as people like jumped to their death rather than be burnt up or suffocate from smoke, that that was pretty horrifying. Just their little yeah, tiny bodies against the giant building.
1: But but this but this one we were talking about this earlier, that the guy the activist in the cowboy hat whose leg was blown off.
2: No, 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 no. The guy, the guy in the cowboy hat was the one who was helping him.
1: Oh, okay. The, 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 okay. The guy that the cowboy hat was. Uh, the guy with
2: his legs blown off, though. That was just very disturbing.
1: Oh, he's gruesome. I mean, he was like holding his femoral artery together with his hand. If,
2: if you'll remember, one or two weeks ago, the nation was horrified by the NCAA basketball player, I believe. Whose it was,
1: legs snapped?
2: Whose legs snapped as he came down from a jump shot. And the bone was sticking way out of his knee or, you know, shin, I guess is what you call that part of a body. And, uh, I mean that you, that, you can put that on Mr. Rogers compared to this. No, this guy's yeah, whole, I know. the entire bottom of his leg is both legs are gone and both bones are just and guts and well, not guts. Like but do muscles you, you and guts tendons. from other
1: people and there's just blood everywhere and just pieces of flesh and bone.
2: A guy's severed arm doesn't bother
1: me so much.
2: Whereas if you show the guy that the arm has been severed from, that is somehow more disturbing.
1: Well, what's interesting to me is, did you actually go through and look at all these pictures? Yes, yes, yeah, so did I. I, can't <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I mean, I, you kind of have to. But I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to put those pictures
2: up. I guess you should keep them away from children. But I always find it funny that you know people are obviously um, browsing the internet at work, and this happens during work hours on Monday. Was it Monday? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was Monday. And uh, yeah, they get Monday. so mad that um, they get really angry. Like, oh, this is r-. They either They either get mad at the news outlet that put the pictures there. Like, D- this is just, just disgusting and not respectable journalism. Or they use, use the NSFW complaint. Yeah, like, they're not safe for NSFW! Explanation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Which to me... Is really reserved for wide open beavers and buttholes. <laughs> you know, like Or exactly. If, if or my like boss comes pornography. over if my boss comes over and on the screen is a guy with his legs blown off, I don't think he's gonna get angry at me. I mean, we're both gonna be like, Jesus Christ, did you see this? Oh yeah, there's this bomb went off in Boston. It's oh my this that picture's ridiculous. I'm gonna be like, Yeah, it is. It's crazy. It's a crazy event that just
1: happened. Yeah, a but a tragedy I mean, though. I guess you're, you're, but you're still He's not going to fire me for. Bro- He's not going to. I shouldn't be browsing the WordPress. You should be browsing the internet and just looking at random, gruesome photos.
2: No, I mean, but it's, it's, a, it's a time, ty- it's something that just, it's topical. It's, topical, it's that topical that it happened, yeah. He, he might get angry at me that I shouldn't be looking at CNN at all while I'm supposed to be counting light bulbs and putting it in a spreadsheet. But what I'm saying is NSFW is like if he comes over and there's, like I said, like a big, juicy, dripping, beef, curtainy mass
1: of women's nether regions on my screen. But within like two days, there's just a preponderance of images of the event. Like everybody had a camera there. And so all these images and photos... Of the of this bombing, the aftermath of the bombing are all over the internet. Which even is- in,
2: even in two thousand and one, which there was obviously a lot of footage, but you kept seeing the same footage because there was like you know, one guy shot the towers from far away in his like Brooklyn neighborhood, oh, yeah, and then there's the one person footage. with a camera that's like had their actual like digital camera, and they're running away from like the billion cloud of smoke. But even back then, like not everybody had a camera on their phone, which now basically everybody does have a camera on their
1: phone. Yeah, everybody has a camera. And so it's – I mean there was a picture – I mean there were pictures just of well, – I mean there were pictures of some people who lived in the apartment that, like, uh, like behind where the bombing occurred. Right. And uh, this guy had taken like a series of photos and, and people used these images and they created a subreddit forum. I'm sure you heard about this. So now all these people on the internet, on Reddit and 4chan are trying to pinpoint the bombing suspects. So everybody, and they're like, oh, we're going to beat the FBI. We're going to, we're going to assist the FBI in, in, in figuring out who, who the bombing suspects are. So it, it came down to any Brown person with a backpack became a suspect. <laughs> Have you seen these, Mostly. Pi- these pictures? I mean,
2: I, there, there had to be some reasonable Redditors who were also just po- pointed out a token white guy once in a while. <laughs> right. Maybe it was that guy. Probably not. Though. it was probably that brown guy.
1: There are white women with backpacks, but then there's a brown guy with a hat and a backpack. Mm, but they said it was also a black a backpack. <laughs> was the so.
2: hat covering a turban, perhaps?
1: <laughs> if there was a dude in the turban in any of those photos, that guy would have just immediately been arrested. Right. But, but so uh, what ended up happening is, and I don't know if you saw this today, but the FBI actually released two photos of their prime suspects. And there's two people of uh, interest in the uh, Boston Marathon bombing. Uh, but in actuality,
2: I think you're skipping a step. Didn't the FBI apprehend two people that the Reddit sub-forum zoom, you know, narrowed in on and then found out that they it was just too, like, high school sort of Arabic looking guys might've been, you know, African-American or
1: one guy was Moroccan, but they're both,
2: they're both like track stars in like the local Boston high school. Like, of course they would be out watching the Boston marathon because they're both runners, but like Reddit thought it was them. That that was, you know, after they're pouring over these images forever and forever, they found these two guys who turned out to be like Boston bred track stars who are watching the marathon because they're into running.
1: Yeah, they're like high schoolers or something. and uh, So
2: basically Reddit, throughout this whole effort, at the end of it, completely fucked it up.
1: I'm not sure that was Reddit's fault, though. I think they were questioning anybody that had a backpack and, <laughs> you know, in, that was in the vicinity. And yeah. these guys were brown-skinned with a backpack, black backpack in the vicinity. I, th- I think they just got questioned. I don't think Reddit—do you really think the FBI puts much credit into what Reddit's saying? I mean, I guess it's, there's this hive mentality of Reddit— that oh we can we can figure this out together because we're all internet pals sleuths and we can look at scan these images and find which picture is not like the other and this one there's a clue but do you right. think the FBI really puts much stock into what's going on in the Reddit subforum? I don't know.
2: I kind of waver back and forth. I guess. I mean, I, I I guess mostly I'm on the side of thinking that it's moronic to think that a bunch of dudes, which let's be honest here, it's mostly dudes. <laughs> On oh, the internet, allowed
1: on Reddit, they
2: have a they have a sub 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 ghetto. <laughs> I mean sub forum that <laughs> they keep them in. Uh, I forgot what I was even saying. I don't know. There's just a bunch of dudes on the internet looking at pictures can really accomplish much. Whereas uh, the FBI, the FBI has like trained forensic experts that know how to like analyze. You know, not just look for suspicious st- suspicious things in pictures. But, you know, look for those things and analyze them and, and understand when something like false positives and things like that. Well, it makes me get rid
1: of false positives. It makes me think that uh, these guys, these Redditors have watched a few too many episodes of Homeland. So now they <laughs> think that they can do the FBI's job better than the FBI.
2: They think they're Carrie, whatever the fuck her name is, Washington.
1: Oh, yeah. what's her, What's that girl's name? Claire Danes. But yes, I, the
2: shower names carry something.
1: But I could just picture them with their dual monitors, like their dual screens with, like, eight pictures, and they're just, like, analyzing each one. I can't come upstairs, Mom. Sorry. I'm saving the world down here. I'm working. <laughs> Bring me my food. But Leave you, it at the top step. But I'm sure the FBI is taking this into account. And if you looked at the images that they released today of these two guys, suspect so like number one has a dark hat. Like a like, there's a, some kind of... These are who we think
2: the real guys are. Yeah.
1: Right. And yeah. Sus- suspect number two is wearing a white hat. Both guys are brown appearing. I don't know if they're Indian or if they're Arabic.
2: See, you say that, but I'm seeing a lot of... Commun- I'm seeing a lot of chatter. That's an FBI term. A little chatter? <laughs> yeah, some chatter. Or espionage, I guess, term. I'm seeing a lot of chatter on the channels, the tubes, of people saying... Look at these new photos who they think the real people are, and those are white guys.
1: No, these guys are brown. See, yeah. I just think this is a matter of perspective. Well, you know, but you, you look at these, look at the new pictures. I'll, I'll, I'll post I'll post this picture to the website, but it's amazing how clear this picture is of these two guys. And, right. and, and you're just like, where do you get this footage? Well, it's because the authorities are focusing on video from a surveillance camera that was on the side of a building. Department store, I heard. Yeah, department store. Two department stores, I heard
2: which they've obviously put there to apprehend shoplifters and people who, ro- you know, rob the tills. But it's I out. mean the
1: resolution is, is is so clear that I mean you can really zoom in, you can actually see what the logo is. It's like a Bridgestone golf logo or whatever on this guy's hat. Right? Um but but what's interesting about this is that this this potential so if if these two guys turn out to be the the actual terrorists and playing the bombs, this break in the case could be a sign of the virtues of video surveillance here in this country. Soon enough, we're going to be like London, CCTV cameras everywhere you look.
2: I don't have a problem with it.
1: Uh, you know, I just I, I wonder, I mean, do you, I mean, I, I feel like if this actually if this is a measure that could help prevent crimes, why wouldn't major metropolitan areas be taking advantage of this?
2: The Ron Paul types don't like it, right?
1: Well, I mean... I mean
2: the cr- cr- criminal element doesn't like it, <laughs> but I, we don't really need to take their opinion into account, right? Uh, but the Ron Paul types, uh, they don't like it either. Well, and I guess the, the civil liberty ACLU types don't like it either, which are kind of different sides of the coin. Well,
1: civil libertarians bring up the point that, you know, cameras in the sky are like the, the manifestation of Big Brother. It's like the ultimate manifestation of Big Brother... Government's constantly um, watching you, and I think
2: that I think that's a little bit alarmist because you know I've read the book 1984, I've seen the movie multiple times. They never. There's two sides of that coin, right? The cameras watching you, so they can make sure that you're. You know, not only are you not committing crimes, it's not that whatever the main character's name is, I forget isn't committing crimes, but it's that he's like drinking the state sponsored vodka and going to work at his shitty job at the exact minute he needs to, and not, you know, fucking this hot young other drone that he meets (laughs) or reading a book. that's where,
1: that's where it starts. Wackerly, it starts with the surveillance and it ends up. Why don't we just,
2: why don't we just stop instead of stopping the cameras being put in place? Why don't we just stop it when it gets to that point? When, when the lawmakers, cause we are, we do have a democratic country, right? Slippery when slope.
1: The, it's already going. <laughs> the law, slippery the slope is a motion. logical,
2: is not a valid argument. It's especially. a wheel in motion.
1: There, you know, there's no way <laughs> you're going to be able to stop you can it. make
2: up as many metaphors for it, but it's still the slippery slope argument. Like, but, we'll just okay. stop it then when like, like, okay, put cameras everywhere. Why? Wow, you, you actually reduce crime and you caught a bunch of criminals. Good job. Also, we want to use this to make sure you're not uh, using your sick days just because you're hungover.
1: <laughs> then we'll be like, uh no. Then we'll yeah, say no but, to that. But who's going to say no to that? Corporations who I sponsor will. this aren't going to say no. Corporations who are paying for these politicians, you know, very, who are voting, who are paying for votes, and who are supporting these politicians. They're not going to say no to that. They're going to be like, no, we want this. We want to make sure that people aren't cheating.
3: Well,
2: you know corporations don't vote, they just pay for the I mean, at some point, there is a balance between the people voting and and just believing the campaign advertisements
1: uh, special interest groups uh, recently turned the tide on that nRA vote on that gun control vote <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I mean that was, that's a lot of money that these politicians a lot of people a lot of people
2: don't like that nRA ninety percent of Americans
1: uh, yeah, yeah. were against or, or vote for uh, stronger background checks. But it was still turned down by the Senate. Why? Because especially ninety
2: percent of people in a poll, and you know, majority they, they call of Americans. These, well, so, a, it's a it's not it wasn't it wasn't an election. It was a poll, which obviously has a sampling rate. I didn't want to get into this, but and you know, they call them push polls. It's like you ask these questions that are very leading.
1: But they, Okay, you ask leading questions, but still, though, I mean, in general, Americans do support one, this.
2: One, one, one legitimate problem is the non-representational configuration of the Senate as opposed to the House, right? But the House each, is— Each state, no matter how uh, unpopulous—North Dakota, Montana, that barely has any people, they still get two senators. And that's, this was defeated in the Senate, where just each state gets two people— so the senators from non-populist states on a purely democratic basis have a lot more power than they like, do in the House. And those are the people who voted this down. So that's a legitimate argument. But, but this, still, whole, though, this, whole, this whole polling thing about the 90% to me is a little bit, But, a but still, there's
1: an influence of special interest groups. So let's just apply this to uh, cameras and the invasion of personal rights and civil liberties. Let's say there's corporations that are just like, we like to make use of this footage. I mean, this is footage that we can use. You know, to, uh, to uh, investigate consumer habits, to better target advertising to different people. You know, We, we need this. So we're going to pay you a lot of money to pass legislation to say that it's valid. So it might stop. I mean, it might be in the beginning, oh, we're just going to monitor terrorism. But then it might lead into, okay, there's a guy. Oh, that guy hasn't paid his taxes. You know, mm. let's, let's get him. That guy hasn't paid his child support. That let's get let's get that guy. That guy's using a sick day, but now he's uh, you know going down to the store to go buy some Carlo Rossi jug of wine.
2: <laughs> I do like that jug of wine. Fronsia. So sweet, so sweet. But so I
1: mean, that's the thing. It's like I'm I'm not super pro camera. I, I'm I'm, by,
2: I'm liking your arguments. I think I think you'll get you'll get both the left and the right behind you on that.
1: But then again, though, I mean, you, uh, according to a study by the uh, DOJ, the Department of Justice. They said Baltimore, which is probably Baltimore a few years ago was beating Detroit in terms of yeah, they're, uh, they, they, right.
2: they, they're sort of like the, you know, the two leading horses in a horse race. They're always sort of pulling – one's pulling ahead and then falling behind and vice versa.
1: But in uh, 2008, after they installed CCTV cameras in downtown Baltimore, crime – violent crime fell 23%. All crime fell by 25%. Uh, same thing in Chicago, which uh, Chicago had a spate of uh, gun violence. This last year crime fell 38 percent after cctvs are installed to me that's just
2: intuitively correct right i mean if you have cameras people know they're going to be they're being watched they're going to do less crimes yet if you watch the wire which i know you still haven't and i'm just giving I people a chance to that. send in hate mail <laughs> I, do, I do need to catch up on that one of the key points of of the wire is the cops are always juicing the stats so you know the cops want the CCD cctv cameras they put them in and then oh lo and behold the crime dropped 12 percent. but that's because they like manipulated the statistics but like i said before intuitively like how could you argue against it you know yeah well, more cameras equals uh less crime whether the cost you know monetary is worth it and with loss of of privacy that's something you could argue against
3: but
1: What's what makes me wonder, though? I mean, is it in a major metropolitan area, if you're always on – if there's cameras everywhere, if cameras are ubiquitous and you're always on film, yeah, you're probably not going to mug that guy. You're probably not going to plant a bomb over here. I mean, it's just – you're going – it's inevitable that you're going to get caught, so it's going to be in the back of your mind. Which those are things that we
2: don't want people to do anyways, right? But what about this? (laughs) What if if you're, like, standing at the bus stop – and or whatever it's pub you know waiting for to buy a newspaper from a a stand where a camera can see you and you see this girl and you're like oh my god my heart is a flutter she's like that that girl may might be the girl of my dreams she's so sweet looking and innocent and nice and uh you want to like approach her and try to like talk to her and get her phone number and just tell her how beautiful she is or whatever not like a creep though but like a cool
1: guy
2: no no but you in your mind would you be like yeah, but it's just, if she shoots me down, it's going to be so embarrassing. And, and normally you'd be like, well, fuck it. Like, what's the word? Nobody will see it. And if it's, she shoots me down, then that's that. But you're like, fuck that. That's going to be on camera. <laughs> <And> like <laughs> It's going to wind up on some like reality TV, like the dumbest fuckers on fucking the street. Because it's in the future and it's like swearing laws Guy's on TV. Getting or get down.
1: <laughs> Guys getting shut down on the street by beautiful and may, women. You know, maybe
2: it'd be socially inhibitive like that, that you, you like even like, you know, awkward dudes like me. Um, well, I, I would think it's less that's kind likely of a to even go out on a limb. But yeah, then well, you wonder, though, who is a comedy bit that but,
1: I'm putting together. But still, though, you wonder who's going to get this footage. Like, who's right. going to be using this footage?
2: Is Johnny Knoxville going to be hosting some show where I look like a dick?
1: <laughs> but this this is another <laughs> thing that the, uh, the libertarians bring up here. The next step in surveillance technology starts with cameras, but then it involves artificial intelligence. So, which is kind of the progression that we're going here. Now so, we're talking
2: about Terminator shit.
1: Well, listen to this, though. In San Francisco, they already use this. There's a company called BRS Labs. has built technology for the SF uh, Muni, SF Public Transportation System, that will monitor scenes and alert officials when it spots unusual or abnormal behavior. So, what's that? What, what, what's abnormal? According to the company's proposal, it says it will look for any statistically unusual occurrences. And there's a guy taking a shit in that mailbox beep but isn't that just san francisco isn't san francisco a statistically unusual occurrence anybody <laughs> riding the muni
2: yeah i think the ai would be overloaded quite quickly <laughs> what about th- what about this um you just put cctv cameras everywhere but then you have like a uh, you know get out of jail free zone where like these 20 blocks or whatever, depending on the size of your city. This is where there are no cameras. So if you want to go do freaky shit, go do it over there. We're not going to have the marathon finish line there because we want to be able to like monitor for terroristic or whatever kind of activities. We'll have that over where the cameras are. But then we have this like, Red light district or whatnot, where there are no cameras. Where, like,
1: prostitution's allowed, that's where you get all your drugs, strip clubs. No,
2: the laws still apply, but we're not watching, you know, wink.
1: <laughs> but are the cops patrolling yeah. that area? Of course. But so then, where they're, you know, you they're back on where
2: people are back on the level playing field where, like, you know, whatever I can get away with without you seeing me, I'm going to get away with it.
1: But I kind of agree. Don't with live what, there. Don't live there if you don't like it. I kind of agree with what you were saying uh, earlier. I think before we recorded the show, we were talking about this, and you were like, "Well, if you don't like being on film, then don't live in a city. Go live in the country." You know, it's a major metro, a major urban area where there's more. You know, there's a, a greater amount of people and more of a propensity for terroristic violence. That's where you have cameras. So if you live in the city, you should just know that you're going to be on film.
2: I guess that's also a, it's an argument for sort of low, you know, hyper local politics. So don't make it like a federal law that everything has to be camera make it like up to cities I, and a, local jurisdiction, because then you could just be like, well, look, all these like-minded people, we're going to all move to this other town and we're just going to all the like-minded people will move there. And we're just going to say like, we don't want surveillance in this town. And that'll be great. And all the criminals are fucking move there and fuck those people up.
3: <laughs> and then the people
2: live. Yeah. The people who live in like the town with cameras will have a nice crime free life. And everybody you can choose where they want to live.
1: OK, so London has uh, they call it the Ring of Steel, which has half a million cameras. But has that really curbed violence there? I mean, you read about like violent crime all the time. Guys yeah, but that, their heads that's anecdotal,
2: in. and there's lots of tabloid journalism in London.
1: Yeah, but like, there's so you'd, much at violence
2: actual. You'd have to, look, so at actual, you'd have to look at an actual study of whether statistically it went down or up.
1: Well, I don't know. They're, they're saying in uh, New York has a security camera plan. They call it, they also call it the Ring of Steel, which uses 3,000 cameras just in lower Manhattan.
2: It's very, like, Leatherman, this term, don't yeah, you think? Ring
1: of Steel? <laughs> it sounds like, like a steel <laughs> cock ring. It does kind of sound like a cock ring. Maybe that's what they meant. Maybe that's part of the All plan. those cops wear those black leather jackets and shit in New York, right? But so Boston's they a smaller do. city than New York or London. Um, but then uh, look at LA. How could you even have like, – how many cameras would you need to patrol LA?
2: A shitload. Yeah, you're right. But I mean downtown where you used to live.
1: I guess you, you live could – don't there could, anymore. But I mean not, not that many people. I mean you could – I mean there's not that many people that live downtown.
2: Yeah, but there's lots of crimes right? Isn't a lot of the crime center downtown? No, I think Skid most row of it's like and East
1: L.A. And, uh, and yeah, you're not going to cover East L.A. I mean, there's just no way you can really do it, so.
2: But they're not going to have a marathon in East L.A., right? well, that's if they true. A, if they have the L.A. Marathon, the, this finish line's probably downtown, right? That is true. So there you go. This is what I'm talking about. It's not so black and white, this anti-camera or pro-camera
1: thing. We can have a gray area, gray well, solution? Well, part of the thing is, too, is you have all these libertarians up in arms saying, like, this is going to be an Orwellian state. The government's going to control every action. But think about it this way. There's already private security cameras everywhere. Everybody has a cell phone.
2: Libertarians love private, though.
1: Yeah, but, okay, but everybody has a cell phone. You can't get in a fight on the Muni or any public transportation uh, or on the train or the bus or anything without somebody videotaping it and uploading it to YouTube. World Star!
2: <laughs> World I mean, if this shit is really egregious and there's lots of racial slurs, you have to put it on World Star. Or Break.com because YouTube Break.com, it <laughs> yeah.
1: Or what about Live Leak? I mean, everything's Live on Live League, League. So it's like, you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is, you're already on camera. So it doesn't matter if the city just pays for a few more.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's you know whether the cops can get their hands on it, but you know if every idiot, idiot's putting it on YouTube, the cops just go to YouTube and find it. So
1: yeah, I mean it's that, that's why I wonder. So I mean, right now it's a question of who has more footage: a redditor or the uh, the FBI? Who has more access? Who's going to find out? Who's going to find these two the, the terror suspects first?
2: I'm putting my money on the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, you know, the FBI finds them, then the FBI goes out and gets them. There's no like, like IRL enforcement unit of Reddit.
1: As far uh, you as haven't know, seen Reddit. the Reddit police,
2: <laughs> they show up at my door. Oh, Some fuck. fat guy
1: eating tacos.
2: You know, I'm. I still have. Ne- I've never been
1: on Reddit. What? Really? Actually, never? that's
2: not true. You know, when I went, I went there when you had your AMA thing to find if there's anything funny i could make fun of you for and there really wasn't so.
1: reddit's awesome i mean i have I, I go in there all i've the been time, thinking but, i but should what's start but I, I
2: waste so much fucking time on the internet already like god damn
1: when does it end i, I recommend the wtf thread you should check that out
2: Ugh. i'm sure i'll fi- but i'll look at the wtf then i'll find like seven other sub forums that i like oh now i gotta go to this every day and read all the fucking posts
1: i think if if they end up uh, installing cctv cameras criminals are just going to have to become that much more savvy
3: I don't care. Cool I don't,
2: I'll, I'll never be on CCTV because I'll never leave my house because I'll be reading like a hundred fucking Reddit some forms every day. And I'll just become like one of those like little like shriveled body, huge head dudes.
1: <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I, I'm kind of hoping this is going to uh, usher in a, a world of supervillains. But um, I don't know. We shall see. People, you're listening to episode 377 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Uh, you know the way the show works. Wackly and I present the most disturbing news items a week. Um, you can send in your stories to sick and wrong podcasts at hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or through the Twitters. We even check the sick and wrong forum for uh, good stories. And if we do give you credit for your, for your story that you sent in, uh, we will send you your own sick and wrong care package. Before we get to our stories here for this week, uh, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com.
0: Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you.
1: So the first story here was sent in from uh, Peter. Raymond Sean Clark, homeless man, arrested for setting someone on fire, allegedly. I like how Raymond Sean Clark, it's just homeless man, doesn't say like... You know, formerly a lawyer or formerly a doctor, (laughs) just homeless man.
2: There are some out there that like there have to be like homeless people who were, I guess you hear them about these stories all the time, probably mostly in movies, which is bullshit, but like he was a lawyer and then he just got on hard times and started on the booze
1: and the crack cocaine and we ended up. He's on Skid Row setting people on fire, allegedly. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what though, when you, when I'm reading through this story, think of the, this is why, this is exactly why, like when you live in a city and a lot of people, a lot of rural folk don't realize this. When you come into a city and you're asked for change, don't be like, fuck off, asshole. Just say no, or I'm sorry. And just keep walking. Cause you don't want to be rude to homeless people. I've told so many people this.
2: Also. Okay. Don't, don't be an asshole. Don't be super scared looking because yeah. then you're a mark. And for God's sake, don't be nice. <laughs> No, just be indifferent.
1: I mean, just be indifferent and just kind of shake your head. Like when I okay, this is what I learned. San Francisco, you're constantly bombarded by homeless people. And you see a lot of a lot of tourists come to San Francisco and you know they're they're obviously not used to being bombarded by millions of homeless people everywhere you go. And right. so usually even
2: even New York City, which used to be in the 80s, you know, just like Mecca of just degenerates and bombs nowadays doesn't it have that right and people because i i know you and i have hung out and i think it was kessler actually you know r.i.p he was living in new york and he came to visit you and we were hanging out and he was like god I, I can't believe all these homeless people you
1: have there and he lived in like he fucking manhattan yeah no he lived the lower east side back in the day right. it's like still, lower east side you no know, like giuliani really cleaned up uh, the streets of new york city but yeah san francisco is very lenient towards homeless people so there's, there's a lot of homeless people and a lot of these homeless people are completely insane Mm -hmm. and their their minds are addled by drugs so you don't want to go and tell them to fuck off or eat shit you just kind of want to look at them and just shake your head and be like sorry no that's what i do
2: this the sorry thing i I totally agree with that's the best one because it's like dude i respect you which you probably really don't, but that's what you say you say you're sorry you're like sorry man i'm struggling myself obviously not as much as you i'm sorry you're struggling more than me but i'm not giving you money and i'm actually not even stopping to talk to you i'm just moving on
1: and you never want to touch them. Like sometimes they want to shake your hand or fist bump. You don't want to touch them. You don't want diseases their skin has.
2: Well, that's the the whole shaking your hand thing or fist bumping. That's like psychological. They're trying uh, like to psyops. connect with you. Yeah. Right. Because once they do that, then how can you, like, ignore the guy once he's, like, you fist-bumped with him? Like, oh, he wants to fist-bump me. A this, this gentleman thinks I'm cool. This, this works on the tourists. And then they start talking to you. But Oh, but seriously, man, after that fist-bump, uh, did I tell you about how I'm trying to get a ticket back to uh, Fresno? Because I, I got here and then this guy mugged me and, you know, the whole fucking spiel.
1: I used to say as soon as a homeless guy came up to me, he used to be like, no. And then just keep walking like you would. like. That's an a little aggressive, though. Sorry it is, is, it is aggressive. And the reason I stopped is because a lot of homeless guys would be like, how do you know what I want? Right. I want to just talk to you. <laughs> I have a question. Or sometimes they'll come up to you and be like, <laughs> have excuse me, can I ask you a question? And you're just like, I'd just be like, no. And I just keep walking. And they're like, how do you know what kind of question I'm going to ask you? And it's like, well, what else are you going to ask me, really? And
2: then, and now they've got, now, then they get into the whole, like, why do you think you know? Cause are you racist? Are you oh, know about, but I mean, just, it's like,
1: what are we going to have a discussion about Proust? Like, what, what are you going to That's gonna what they want. Me? They want the discussion. But, but really all you got to do is just, you can make eye contact and don't be scared of them. Don't be intimidated. Just be like, sorry. No, sorry. Yeah. Just I'm sorry. I,
2: I do know what you want. I'm sorry, but you're not getting anything out of me.
1: And the reason being is because something like this can always happen. So this happened in Long Beach, California. A man was set on fire while sitting in his SUV outside of a 7-Eleven. He was uh, admitted to the hospital in critical condition. He eventually died a day later this- from, the, from, the, from the wounds. Um, investigators are trying to determine what would have motivated a homeless man suspected in the attack. Well, I can tell you what probably motivated the guy. When he was walking on the 7-Eleven with his hot dog and his Slurpee, the homeless guy came up and asked him for change and he told him to fuck off. Yeah. Or get the fuck away from me
2: it's not that he didn't give him change because if he would have just said sorry dude i gotta get in my SUV and go the homeless guy would just been like all right fuck next guy
1: yeah but instead he was he probably went on his way to say something nasty say something rude like get away from me you cretin i work for a living i pulled myself <laughs> up by my bootstraps what have you done with your life homeless guy exactly And then he's probably
2: like, "I was a Vietnam vet, and I like fucking cut the ears off of children." I came back, and I couldn't get a job because what am I going to fucking like scoop ice cream after I just cut the ears off of children?
1: And next thing you know, he's uh, living in a shopping cart, shopping cart filled with his belongings outside of a Seven Eleven, living in dumpster. And then some fucking
2: baby boomer dickhead starts talking shit to him outside the Seven Eleven.
1: Yeah, and so then uh, shortly after five p.m., is it just in the afternoon? The man sat into his Toyota SUV, probably a um, you know probably a, a, what a thirty thousand dollar car, forty thousand dollar car in
2: that range. Yes, not even okay. American made for
1: God's sake. Uh, the homeless man walked up to his car and threw a flammable substance inside the car. The car's interior and the man went up in flames in seconds.
2: That's a little harsh.
1: <laughs> yeah, says Shannon um, Flynn. Shannon Flynn, sixteen years old. Uh, she's the local Seven Eleven slut. Uh, she said the scene was terrifying. He was engulfed in flames. The fire was so big, people were screaming. I can't believe this happened at my Seven Eleven. Wait a minute,
2: <laughs> <Does> Shannon, <laughs> work at the Seven Eleven, or she just hangs out outside offering like free hand jobs? I Not think she just. Jobs, I think she's, she's just a, $5 a, a
1: teenager job. that hangs outside the Seven Eleven, probably trying to get people to buy alcohol for her. Yeah, I used to be that kid. I, I hung out the Seven Eleven. I hung out outside the Seven Eleven. I loitered. Ask people and give them money. Go in there. That, and that's a that's a funny that's a, a funny farm.
2: mental process when you're you're the you're 16 or 15 or 17. You're hanging outside the Seven Eleven. You have to watch the people go in and you have to decide which one you're going to ask <laughs> <laughs> if he can buy you alcohol. <laughs> like what is it? It's just basically just
1: dinginess. <laughs> what I usually looked for was a guy with a mullet. You just knew yeah. it was like a partier and probably was in a similar situation as we were. And he'd just be like, "All right, man, you got to buy my twelve pack of Bud Light." It's like, "All right, dude." Yeah, he, he's
2: he's looking for you know a purchase for himself, and but he's also kind of nostalgic seeing you there. He's like, "I remember that doing that myself."
1: <laughs> well, when I was in high school, we couldn't find John Steele. We would have to do this. We'd have to sit outside 7-Eleven. But John Steele was even worse because you'd you'd be like, "Yeah, John, get us a case of Budweiser, case of MGD, and a fifth of um, Jägermeister." You know, right, so you know, this very specific order which, And so he would go in there And he would just get two cases of Altez This like generic fucking weird beer And he's like, that's what I drink as a youth And that's what you'll drink And then we would just be like, <laughs> dude, we want it He's like, I don't care what you wanted And then we'd just have this shitty Altez beer That no one's even heard of Have you ever heard of that? Yes because i grew up in michigan yeah it, but it's just this like random canadian beer it says altes tastes like Faz beer yeah it's just gross and you'd
2: still get fucked up off of it well, though we, as a 15 16 year old right? Well, we had
1: no other choice it's not like he's buying us the alcohol that we <laughs> wanted
2: <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck are you to be some connoisseur of alcohol back then i just
1: wanted some fucking mgd and it's yeah. just like all right whatever so anyway, um, 7-Eleven slut said that, uh, that you know it was a terrifying scene. Robert Linkrum, who was buying a newspaper at the store, said he looked up and he saw a man walking on a mission toward a car, and through <laughs> it appeared to be a bottle inside. So, do you think that the guy, the homeless guy, had you know a Molotov cocktail? Like what? What, what kind of bottle? Like how could he improvise and put together an incendiary device on the spot like that?
2: Oh, I think I think it's a Molotov cocktail that was pre-prepared in his shopping cart, which was stashed around the side of the Seven Eleven by the dumpster.
1: Why would a homeless guy have pre-prepared Molotov cocktails? Have you seen their carts? <laughs> yeah, there's miscellaneous objects in the cart. I just don't assume it's. I mean, what are they prepared? It's like for the A Team van. Yeah, they got to be prepared for anything. <laughs> the A Team van.
2: Can I can I rewind the story a couple seconds though? Yeah, yeah. Who's the old guy buying a newspaper?
1: Just says Robert Linkrum.
2: Robert Linkrum yeah. went to the 7 Eleven in 2013, <laughs> the day, age of the internet, to buy a physical newspaper. I, I maintain that this is the story he told the reporter, but really he was there to try and get a hand job from Shannon.
1: <laughs> Clearly. I, I think he was buying a copy of Juggs Magazine.
2: And to get trying, yeah. yeah, that too, and to try and get a hand job from Shannon. But and as soon as the it. reporter comes up, they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?"
1: Uh, uh <laughs> Do you see what happened? I'm sorry, I'm
2: uh, I was buying one of these newspapery things this, that you can just get on the internet for free and read. <laughs> well, that you don't have to leave your house. And interact with the fucking Seven Eleven Indian
1: guy. Robert Linkworm also said to the reporter that uh, the car was totally engulfed in flames. It was all flames. It became so hot inside the Seven Eleven. Then I moved towards the back of the store because I thought the windows were going to blow. I think he was hiding behind the squishy machine. Everybody, <laughs> behind the squishies. <laughs> He's the
2: hero of the day, Robert Lindstrom.
1: Uh The sergeant uh, on duty here said bystanders helped the burning man by trying to pour nacho cheese on him to douse the flames. Made up. I'm, I'm joking. It's water, but
2: cheese <laughs> is hot. You would use the squishy. You, you probably squishy would
1: pour, be it. pouring Slurpee in the car all over. I'm sure somebody because it, it, the Slurpee squishy will
2: put it'll put out the flames and it'll also soothe the burns.
1: It probably like yeah, it wouldn't It'd be a palliative. Um, Raymond Sean Clark here, who is homeless. In case you forgot, was booked on suspicion of, of murder and uh, uh, wanted for two misdemeanor warrants for failing to appear on other charges.
2: They found him. I mean, did he just stay at the scene of the crime?
1: No, they found him about a block away. They arrested him. So, <laughs>
2: Which I mean, is virtually
1: staying at the screen. Yeah, but where else is he going to go with his uh, fucking shopping Five cart? blocks away? Uh, witnesses said that Clark is a panhandler who regularly asks people for change in cigarettes outside the store. Uh no Sergeant shit. The sergeant's still saying the motive for the attack is unclear. Well, I wonder, I wonder what was said here and if it's going to come out what the guy actually said. But I bet you it was a racial epithet was used. That's what mm. I'd say.
2: Long Beach? Could be. Hard to say. Long know. Beach is a kind of a no man's land, in my opinion.
1: But uh, people, if you want to if, if take one gobbit of wisdom out of this story, uh, I think uh, you should learn, never be rude to a homeless person. You know, don't give them change. No. You know, but, but just just shake your head. Or don't even shake your head. Just be like, sorry, now, And just keep walking. Yeah. Just don't even think. By.
2: Don't even try and come up with a clever thing. Just say, sorry, man. Not today.
1: Yeah. And then just be polite and curt and just keep walking.
2: one alternate that I do think works but is a little bit deceptive is maybe when I come back. <laughs> you ever used that one? <laughs>
1: I mean, you never come back. Well, they know be, you're not coming back. That's because uh when you're going into a store and they're panhandling outside the store like, "Okay, maybe on your way out." It's just I don't even give them that. I just I just just ignore them and just keep going. Mm. Because they, then, then they're like sitting there, you know, like still having hope, a little glimmer of right. hope that maybe. What about th-
2: here's another acceptable one? About this one? Oh, dude, I just gave that guy down the block all my change. Is that one ever work? Is that acceptable?
1: <laughs> also, I mean, it's also a lie. Do you need to go into that much of an explanation, though?
2: Sometimes I just want to change it up a little bit. Like if I see the same, like, and living in the Tenderloin as you did and I did at one point. You start seeing the same homeless guy every day. <laughs> and I yeah. get like, if you say the same thing to him every day, it gets a little tedious.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I used to see. But that at,
2: one, at some point, they stop bothering you. They're like, "That guy's not a mark. He's he's a local."
1: Eventually, they get used to you. I remember there was one guy though. who's probably still in the tenderloin with those gross, like lice-ridden dreadlocks, and he like had a, he walked with like a limp, and his skin looked, like like was scaly. Yeah, he, he, had, he like, had eczema,
2: lice-ridden d- dreadlocks, but he also had male-pattern baldness. Yeah, so he kind of looked like Larry David like a black Larry David, but with dreadlocks coming out of the back and sides.
1: That dude asked me for money. Every single day, sometimes in the morning and sometimes at night.
2: Well, he was clearly he had lost his mind due to crack cocaine.
1: But that's like that's the type of guy that you don't want to be like. No, you cretin! No, get away from me, you disgusting, smelly man! Just because say sorry. You Just want to be like I sorry. That. I just every time be like, nope, sorry. Just keep walking.
3: Yeah.
1: Anyway, on that note, Wackley, what do you have here for the second story?
2: Um, I have a story from Illinois, Illinois. It's a little more, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say rural, but I would say it's suburban to sort of, you know, it's a palate cleanser from your, uh, you know, long beach urban transient type of thing.
1: Yeah. This is kind of, I mean, uh, there, there are many suburbs of Chicago
2: is Edwardsville. You lived in Chicago. Is Edwardsville a suburb or is it even more rural than that?
1: Yeah, I've never heard it? of it. I think that's even more rural.
2: It might be kind of rural. I think it's suburban though, because there's dudes with yards, right? In, in, if it's rural, there's dudes with cornfields and farms. If it's suburban, dudes have yards, and this dude's yard focuses prominently in the story.
1: Okay? You know, in Southern Illinois, I mean, there's a lot of farmland over there. People forget. I mean, still yeah, Illinois, corn. but yeah, I mean, it's it's a very rural countryside.
2: University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, which is like the big University of Illinois campus. I think people go to it thinking like, I'll
1: be in Chicago. It'll be
2: awesome. There'll be You're so nowhere much to near do. It's It's in the fucking middle of nowhere. Yeah. I almost got suckered into going there. And uh, at the last minute, I figured out like, no, it's in the middle of a goddamn cornfield.
1: Probably easier to get laid though, because there's nothing else to do. Well, there's all the sheep and farm animals and stuff. <laughs> in case there's not a cheerleader around. <laughs> Yeah. Do you really
2: think at any point in my life I was fucking cheerleaders?
1: (laughs) Give a cheerleader skirt around a sheep. (laughs) Give me a bar. (laughs) Give me a bar.
0: (laughs) Let me get on with my story. Stop hurting
2: me. Stop making me fantasize. (laughs) There's this old guy, right? And he's uh, tending his yard at 1258 p.m. on a Friday. Probably retired. Most people are at work at one PM on a Friday.
1: Yeah, but you know what, Wackerly, you're probably gonna be that old guy. You have a you have a house, you have a bit of a yard, and what else do what else do you have to do when you're how old is this guy? Like eighty?
2: Seventy seven, I believe.
1: So this is probably part of your daily routine. You go outside I don't go, want to be that guy. Get off my grass.
2: My yard is literally the size of a postage stamp. And <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm even thinking about ripping that up and putting in like like a rock garden or something like that. Cause I fucking don't, I do not actually the neighbor, the neighbor kid mows my lawn right now. He's not even a kid. He's like over 21.
1: (laughs) But if there were some ne'er do wells that were loitering and smoking cigarettes on your lawn.
2: Oh, I'd be out there.
1: Yeah. With a pitchfork.
2: Or you know what? It's not even kids smoking cigarettes. It's uh, it's middle-aged housewives walking their fucking dog. And then the dog shits there and they don't fucking pick it up.
1: See, this is part of the, your daily routine as a senior citizen. Protecting your lawn, but I'm
2: not. I, I'm not a senior citizen, so I'm at work. But once in a while, I'll be walking home from the bus, you know, at, in the evening, and the lady will be walking her fucking German Shepherd or whatever, and uh, she'll sort of turn. Uh, my turn, where I turn to go to my house, and I'm just waiting because I have found shits when I come home. But it's a I'm lot just of waiting feces. to write. I'm waiting to be behind her where she thinks I'm not home, and the dog shits on my yard, and I see it happen. I see her walk on, and oh my god. That will be one of the greatest days of my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> will you pick up the feces and throw it at the lady?
2: Perhaps. <laughs> I'm going to have a bare <laughs> hand, remember? Probably not. Depends on kind of a mood I'm in. I have like a wild hair up my ass. But I might. I wouldn't put it past me.
1: I'd like to see that.
2: The 77-year-old <laughs> the 77-year-old man at 1 p.m. on Friday in Edwardsville, Illinois, which we think is rural, but it's probably suburban. And uh, what this r- article keeps referring to as a witness but i assume it's his wife right old guy his wife old guy needs to take care of his yard he recruits his wife even though she doesn't really want to do it but you know she's probably baking pies that's a huge (laughs) tangent i go into if your wife is baking pies do you recruit her to help you with the yard because
1: the pie is good too right i would be like i'm just gonna drink high life and watch fucking matlock and you get out and and break the yard bitch I'd be like, can you
2: keep making the fucking pies? I'm drinking High Life, <laughs> watching Matlock, and the fucking grass is going to get like eight feet tall, and I don't give a shit. What, are the cops going to come arrest me? I'll be like, I'm a fucking veteran.
0: My grass can get as high as
2: I want, which is why I want the rock garden. It's a good idea. Moving on. <laughs> he was hanging out in his yard, in the front yard, uh, and a black pickup sped by the residence. The victim, this guy, and the witness, which I think is his wife, both yelled at the driver of the truck to, slow
0: down, you idiot.
1: <laughs> slow down. Never you, do ever, else you ever done that? You
2: can't, you obviously didn't do it in the, t- but now you have sort of like an, an apartment that maybe you care about. You ever see a guy driving by fast and you're like,
0: you're going too fast, buddy. <laughs> Dude, what do you I think just say this that is, the Daytona 500? <laughs>
2: What you're driving in the the Prius really
1: fast on your street. <laughs> I you're shake to my fist at them. Yeah. Threaten like just in a menacing manner. God, if I if you were right here people with kids Bucks your this. ears.
2: But old people also do this regardless of child says they just like to tell people what to do. I, yeah. I was jogging once and I kinda had dark clothes on and uh you know, in streets by my house where there's zero fucking traffic. Uh I had dark clothes on, it was dark and uh but I'm jogging on the sidewalk right, and so this guy Sorry, walking wait, his...
1: were you jogging, or were you stalking
2: jogging <laughs> they weren't dark <laughs> no, it wasn't like a cat burglar suit. it was like a I have this dark blue what I, it's a, like a windbreaker, a jogging windbreaker, <laughs> and some like black sort of jogging tights
1: and the pantyhose mask just pulled over your face, or on no, your... no
2: <laughs> this old guy's walking his dog, and I jog by him, and he decides to comment, you know. You know, I, we can't see you. And I'm like, well, you're fucking walking your dog. And like, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> he's implying that I was going to get run over. But, I'm, you know, I think I even said that's that's why I'm jogging on the sidewalk, not in the middle of the street.
1: Well, I don't understand. Is he concerned about your welfare or is he just no, like trying no, to no overstate at all. the obvious? Like, he wants it-
2: to he wants to be right. That's what I'm saying about old people. They They like to be authoritarian, right?
1: And the thing is I think it, it goes to That edict of Respect your elders Because they're smarter than you And they have life experience I actually felt
2: bad Because I sort of Made a sniper remark And then I actually did Buy this jogging light That I goes around my arm I look like a total dick <laughs> <laughs> But if I ever see that guy again I'll be like Thanks for picture. the tip buddy Thanks for the tip man I really respect your uh, experience And Can you post for, a picture
3: uh... of you
1: In your jogging suit? No <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's not gonna happen God, I can't even get through the story without okay, just being okay. what, what berated. Right. They yelled at this guy, right, in the black truck. They well, I don't even say this guy. They yelled at the black truck to slow down because he sped by their residence as they were out there, uh, I don't know, mowing the fucking grass, fertilizing, whatnot. The victim and his wife both yelled at well, yeah, I already did that part. The driver stopped the truck.
4: Oh, <laughs> so after he was
1: after anxiety. he was uh he was berated, he stopped the truck.
2: You know. He's going fast. Gets yelled at. Steps on the brakes.
1: If he was a blacker, Go- yeah, be like, "You did not yell at me." <laughs> Maybe instead, he is. he's not.
2: And you wonder what what kind of old guy this is. Whether his heart starts to be like, "Oh fuck," and his heart rate elevates, or whether he's like, "Oh yeah, this is what I've been waiting for all my old timer life." Now I'm gonna get yelled at this guy face to face.
1: Well that's the thing. I mean this guy could be like a Korean war veteran.
2: Right. He hasn't had this much experience, you know, excitement since the Tet
1: offensive. But still though, that should be a concern as as the driver of the car. Is this guy might get so excited he has a heart attack.
2: Was the Tet offensive Korea or Vietnam? It was Vietnam. <laughs> oh, all <right>. He wouldn't <laughs> be this old. Um well, not even the driver, get this. There's multiple people in this truck, which is a bad time for this old guy. Um, the passenger of the truck gets out, approached the victim, this old guy, and bumped his chest against the vis- victim's chest. <laughs> How primal. Ooh, <laughs> <bruh>. <laughs> it's kind of a wrestling move. Then he shoved the victim with both hands. The victim stumbled into a ditch, but didn't fall and wasn't injured seriously.
1: See, now I want to get stats on this old guy because I'm picturing Kirk Douglas here. Badass.
2: Right. Pre-stroke or post-stroke? Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I don't think he would have maintained his balance after being shoved into a ditch. Post-stroke. How old is the attacker? Uh, nineteen. What a dick! Seriously, <laughs> seriously, he's probably juiced up and huge. When I was nineteen, I was like, I wasn't shoving anybody. I was like hundred and forty pounds. You know, <laughs> a seventy-seven-year-old guy probably would have like shoved me to the ground. I'd be like, ah, I get away. <laughs> But you know the victim wasn't injured seriously, which kind of makes you wonder, like, why are we doing this story? <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> I, I was, I've been wondering that since the get-go.
2: Oh, I'm gonna get to it.
1: Okay. And
2: just you wait, you're probably thinking that like the old guy fucking blew the dude's head off or something.
1: Or blew it's the better. Dude. Or blew it's, the, dude. Oh, blew <laughs> the dude.
2: Man, I've never seen. That, man. <laughs> He like, couldn't, couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> be, yeah, he couldn't believe what a manly display, and it, he was overcome with late-age homosexuality.
1: And the, and the and his wife stopped baking pies and pulled out a banjo. Right, that didn't happen. No, right. the passenger That's, got back in the truck mom. though after he shoved the guy in the ditch.
2: Remember the guy didn't even fall over; he just sort of stumbled down and maintained his feet. What a pussy, this nineteen-year-old is. Yeah, kind of. Then the he got back in the truck, and the truck sped away. After being battered, the old guy I don't think they ever give his name uh, He went back into his home and called the sheriff Sheriff department
1: It's
4: got Said a this
2: guy party. just fucked with me But while he was in the house The pickup truck returned to the scene You know, you know It's getting sick and wrong here, right?
1: Um, I'm thinking he Runs over his wife
2: No, not really <laughs> Even oh, yeah. worse, for, for a midwestern Old timer Suburban old timer the driver drove off the road, and through the victim's yard, damaging the
1: lawn. Lawn job.
2: You got lawn job. The article doesn't say that, but now
1: we're going to talk about lawn jobbing. Lawn job. God, you know, it, it talk, talk this is about, a midwestern thing. Yeah, but talk about just like stabbing an old man's heart. An old I
2: mean, midwestern suburban man.
1: But the thing is, this old midwestern suburban man, he has nothing. He has nothing but that lawn. That's that's his only thing. That's his only job. That's the only sense of purpose this man has in his life is to go out, water his lawn. He might might have like some rose bushes or some shit that he no, like,
2: not not even rose bushes. Okay, just, well, just
1: the just the green fescue. But the, but uh, but but that's it though. That's his purpose, his mission at this at this age. He's retired. Probably has no longer has a, a libido. Probably hasn't had sex with his wife in years. The flowers, only thing,
2: flowers, or vegetables—like are faggot shit.
1: The only the thing lawn, he cares about is that lawn, keeping that grass green, uniformly green,
2: uniform length. What else is bad? <laughs> that's about it, right?
1: But, but, but <laughs> I mean, that's a huge thing. I mean, for an old guy, that is—that that's the crux of his life, the center of his existence—is that lawn, and these guys defiled it. He was out there
2: at one p.m. on a Friday. He's seven, seven years old. He's got his wife out there helping him. Just to keep this lawn in this sort of perfect, uh, what's the word?
1: Uh, he's maintaining it. I mean, it's uh,
2: what's the Socratic ideal of like the perfect plane and it's perfectly green, right? Is that right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but this is what he, this is his purpose, his sole mission in life. And what do these guys do?
2: Lawn job. Who's going to explain what a lawn job is for the non-I grew up in a small wood <laughs> western town, right? You take your car specifically you target a guy like this a Midwestern old guy, or maybe like a girl that you like, but you think her dad is a dick <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a teacher that you hate who lives in town. Assistant and basically principal. you take, it's pretty simple. You take your car, you, like they said, you just go off the road, not into their driveway, but just right on their lawn. And you just p- push the gas down as hard as you can as as your tires proceed to just tear the shit, you bust out, of the out
1: some donuts on this guy's lawn. I mean, it takes about five. So
2: it's very quick and no. very brutal.
1: Yeah, you know, I've never actually lawn jobbed anyone as a driver. I've been a passenger while lawn jobs are being given many times. But I, <laughs>
2: I have to, I'm in the same situation. Yeah, I you never know, did I've it, never,
1: I never took I one of my passenger. like my parents' cars or my car and did it to somebody.
2: It's a, it's a thrilling experience because you're used to being in somebody's car as a passenger, just driving down the road, maybe at a high rate of speed. If you're a juvenile, your friends are always driving too fast and pulling reckless maneuvers. But at this point, like all bets are off. You're not even on any type of road. You're just in somebody's <laughs> yard. It's in the suburbs. You never. There's always a possibility that they might really lose control of the car, and the car might wind up in the living in garage room of the house, which would be someone, much, cat. much worse, right? Than tearing up the lawn. It's like the- and if you do it honestly, if you do it right, you know you don't wind up in the front yard, in the front living room, with your car through the plate glass window, and you don't hit anybody that's just walking across their yard. It's actually not that damaging because all you have to do is you, you go out there the next day if, you, if you've been lawn jobbed yeah. and you throw some grass seed in the torn up dirt and then a couple weeks later, you know, you water it and the grass is back
1: and you can't even tell. Yeah, but for two weeks, your heart is torn open. I mean, and you
2: just – the other thing about these guys that care about their lawn, it's all about uh, p- judgment of your peers, like the, exactly. the neighbors seeing your, your lawn, which has been besmirched.
1: I mean, do, do you want Mr. Rogers over there? Looking over You're- and being like, I'm not putting my shoes on to go walk over in that guy's yard. Look at it.
2: Oh, you know, and he's also like, property values in this neighborhood are not going to be where they were until Johnson fucking fixes his goddamn yard.
1: It's worse than having a black guy move in next door.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my. Let's not go that far. But it's, it's I could imagine this old guy... He probably had seen worse atrocities in the Korean War, maybe, but this definitely ranked high. At the moment, this is the worst
2: thing that's happened to him, you know, in the recent past. Goddamn boys whacking off my camper again. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What's that guy's name? Mr. Anderson? Mr. Anderson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's the best.
2: Get out of my camper, you little scamps.
1: God damn boys whacking off my camper again. (laughs) No, but seriously though, people like, you know what? Don't be rude to homeless people and don't give lawn jobs to old people. If you're going to learn anything from this episode of sick and wrong, just remember that. All right.
2: I don't, you know what I don't, I think people can't give lawn jobs anymore because there's no more rear wheel drive cars or very few. You can buy like a Mustang, but no high school kid has a Mustang. Do they? I
1: guess maybe they do. You know, I was trying to give a lawn job in my Prius the other day and, uh, failed miserably Uh, (laughs) because
2: it appears he's flattened the grass down a little bit tamped it down we'll have to brush that back up uh, a mite
1: well the homeowner also came out and was just like get off my lawn you faggot
2: (laughs) I was just chained (laughs) or he just
1: waves at you thanks
2: for thinking about the environment
1: good job And he slowly slowly buzzed away People, send your stories to Sticker Podcast at Hotmail.com. we got a few phone calls to the Sticker Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, before we get a word, or God, before we get to our first phone call, here's a word from our beloved sponsor, Audible.com. People, you can go to Audible.com right now, and you can type in Diddle after you select your book, and you get, like, uh, you get a free audio book of your choice. Seriously. I wonder if
2: they have any books about lawn care. You
1: know, they probably have an abundance of books on lawn care. They actually have a lot of
2: science books and they probably have one about, you know, the various grasses and
1: how to care for them. They also might have books about uh, how to give a lawn job. (laughs) I don't know. The other side of lawn care. You never know until you go there, people. Just go to audible.com and uh, when you find the book of your choice, just uh, sign up for an account and use Diddle. You'll get a free book and uh, yeah, you'll actually learn something. All right, Wacker. We got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Um, first one is uh, a question for you
4: Are you salted? Are you buttered? Are you ready to charge into the mouths of movie goers? Hey, uh, do you know where that's from, Lance? I hope you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's it? <laughs> that's it. <laughs>
2: I mean, I would assume he's talking about popcorn, but I don't know what it's from. Are you salted? Are you buttered? Are you ready to charge in the into the mouth of moviegoers? That's thought, that's popcorn, but what's it from?
1: Do you? Know? I thought you said buggered,
2: <laughs> buttered.
1: Oh, it's buttered. So are you? Oh, okay, so this is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It, may, it must be like some kind of nerd Doctor Who reference or something. Battlestar Galactica. Maybe it's Galactico. even one of those
2: weird sort of kitschy little shorts they would show in between, you know, drive-in movies. I don't know. Am I
1: supposed to know this? Why yeah. is he asking me? I think you know what it is. Your nerd cred's on the line here. This, has this got isn't
2: be... even nerd stuff. This is like, oh, I'm really into a 1950s uh, drive-in movie theater memorabilia.
1: Now this has got to be from a, like a Star Trek reference or something.
2: <laughs> I would say it's probably from more like some like schlock horror movie. Are you buttered?
1: Are thing. you? Re- are, what, 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 you want to hear it again?
2: No, I really don't.
1: I, really don't. <laughs> I don't know. Does it piss you off that someone even asked this question?
2: Well, now I want to know what it. Now I want to Google it, but it's hard to Google already. Well, just
1: okay. Caller, you know what? He doesn't know. So why don't you call in next week and let us know what it is? You know what um,
2: this was on my part?
1: Right. An epic fail. <laughs> epic fail. Nerd fail. Nerd fail. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's a, here's another one.
4: Hey, B. Hey, Lance. Has it ever occurred to you that maybe Christian Bale took the role of Batman just because he wanted to wear armor that looked like an underwire bra? Keep it sick, keep it wrong.
1: <laughs> no, actually it never it never really occurred to me, although does he have man boobs? Does he have like a chest? Like a man chest?
2: Christian Bale? In the movies or in real life or
1: In real life. I mean, does it look like he would wear a bra? <laughs> He's kind of a built guy, right?
2: Well, no, but he changes his weight for every movie. Because he did that Machinist where he got down to like 101 pounds or maybe even 90-something. Remember that?
1: Do you think he's a good Batman? Do you like him better than Michael Keaton?
2: I liked him – I think he was good when he was new because it was like, oh, this is sort of different. But I I think after the third one, you you kind of sort of – it starts to grate on you, right? The voice and his – like. Oh, I'm so dark, I'm the darkest one I mean even the original, the Michael Keaton one Was supposed to be dark But he's like, I'm the darkest Of the dark
1: nights <laughs> But does that, you know, I was watching the other day The uh, trailer for Man of Steel The new Superman movie Also directed by Christopher Nolan Also
2: trying to get a little, a little bit darker But
1: yeah, like they're like, we're gonna make this really dark And realistic and The like, world is dark Story. <laughs> The world will never accept you if you reveal who you are, Superman. And you're just kind of like, oh God, really? The dude's Mr. Wearing... Nolan is a dark guy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but the thing is, I mean, <laughs> you look at it. The guy is wearing tights and he's flying around.
2: But did you notice the difference, though?
1: What that it's he... serious?
2: No, no. He no. Well, I'm talking about specifically the costume. He no longer has the red underwear on outs the outside of his pants. <laughs>
1: Which I, I think is it, ridiculous. That's see, the look. I didn't see it. What does he have now? Now it's just
2: all blue. It's like he's wearing a unitard, which is ridiculous enough, which begs the question. Like, uh, you thought the red underwear on the outside of the pants was too ridiculous, yet he's still wearing a fucking blue unitard with an S on the front? That That's
1: perfectly normal. Yeah, but what but, do you want him to wear, jeans and a t-shirt?
2: I'm saying just leave it a, like the original one, you know, put, let, let him have the fucking red things on the outside. He's from a fucking far away planet. Maybe that's how they do it there. He doesn't look underwear cool on the
1: outside of their unitard.
2: That's how Superman's always done it <laughs> up until now. That's all I'm saying. I've I mean, always... Christopher Nolan has to be like, well, he's got to look cool. Yeah. But there's a big fucking red and yellow
1: S on the front of his shirt. And you know that's how they cool? go out of their They go out of their way to use like, you, I mean, are there any famous actors in this movie? Even?
2: Hmm.
1: I yeah, didn't recognize Zod. anybody. Who? Well I like the dude who plays Zod. Oh wait, uh, uh Russell Crowe's in it. He's the dad.
2: Yeah, I hear he sucks. But the guy who plays Zod is the guy who played like Kim Fowley in that uh you know oh, John uh, Jett biopic. Runaways biopic. And he played uh the creepy revenue uh, FBI guy in Boardwalk Empire. I love him in that role. He always plays He's like
1: he's good. Alright, so there's character actors in this. I didn't recognize anybody <laughs> Like um, I mean, it, whatever. It looks interesting. The, the lo- who's
2: the Who's Lois Lane? She's got to be some hot broad, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. Actually, she probably has either. she
1: probably has zero tits because she's
2: probably like eighteen
1: and some like. But little, I mean, seriously, anorexic dude, looking little bitch. Out of the I don't know, hierarchy of superheroes, Superman's always at the top. I mean, no one can fight that guy. It's like why make another story with him? He's a god. Yeah, exactly. Like who cares? They, you know what?
2: I, okay. You know even you know it's even more infuriating about that. The, the right. story is always the yeah Superman's invincible except for what
1: kryptonite obviously
2: you know what this movie you know what Christopher Nolan eliminated from the movie
1: no kryptonite
2: there's no kryptonite then
1: what the fuck can you do to Superman how can you fight I, him
2: well maybe that's why maybe that's what he's maybe that's what Christopher Nolan's betting on people are just not they're gonna have to go see it to see how the fuck it's even dramatic when you, he's the Superman and kryptonite doesn't even exist in Christopher Nolan's world because he thought it was like too comic bookie i guess like well it what the fuck are you making a comic, a comic book, book movie for
1: god you know this whole thing of these of these revamping and revisiting movies you know i saw evil dead the other night did you like it no i didn't see it i too, didn't like but it. i've
2: heard it's not very good
1: you, you want to know why i didn't like it there's a couple of reasons why i didn't like it one they have to add much like superman they have to add this like serious legitimate reason why they go to that cabin
2: we're going to make Evil Dead, but we're going to make it dark. <laughs> like, the whole point of Evil Dead, that it was a horror movie that wasn't dark. That was, that was the twist.
1: Exactly. And, it, and it's also absurd for the sake of right. being absurd. You know, he, breeds, you know, the, he reads from this book, unleashes a demon, then he, like, dances with the dead girl. No, in this one, it's very serious and very horrifying. The girl, like, she's, she's a heroin addict. So her friends bring her to the cabin to detox.
2: Oh, God, the heroin thing is so that's why I stopped watching Dexter, you know, because they tried to make in the second season that Dexter's, um, you know, serial killer habits were just like addiction, like heroin addiction. So now he's in a 12 strip rehab program. Oh, and he falls in love with a heroin addict.
1: Well, fuck it, off with the heroine. In this movie they they use it as a is uh, a part of the narrative because it to propel the narrative because what ends up happening is she gets possessed by the demon that, that the one of the kids unleashes unwittingly. And then she starts seeing all these demonic shit like she gets raped by a tree and You know, like the tree rape and everything. But when she tells everybody, we got to go, we got to go. They're like, she's she's withdrawing from heroin. She's DTing. She's withdrawing. So that's why she's having hallucinations. So it just pissed me off. The whole thing pissed me off. And this Superman movie. Yeah. Okay. It's exciting. Another comic book movie, but it's too serious. Let's get back to the fun. Let's get back to the dancing, the prancing. Good times. (laughs) <laughs> prancing around. I mean, the the they, you know sniggers, the Christopher Reeve
2: Superman's. I mean, uh, what's his name? Who's who played Lex Luthor? Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman and Ned Beatty as his like bumbling henchman. Those are the best parts. And it was, like
1: Pryor. Well, Superman yeah, three was yeah, awesome, right? God,
2: and it's like he had even Lex Luthor had like a ditzy girlfriend. They lived in this like opulent sort of subway <laughs> converted into a mansion. Those parts were great. But now it's very serious. Very we need serious. We examine the themes in our world of it's loss. Got, it's a metaphor.
1: Injustice.
4: <laughs> Can you ever really achieve justice in a world that's unjust?
1: Do you think he would be as serious if he had, like, I don't know, double D titties?
2: <laughs> <laughs> like Meatloaf in the, uh, the other very serious movie. What's it called?
1: Are you staring at my breasts? Stop is this a fight
2: club or is this a, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to mix
1: two movies together, but I remember meatloaf had big, kids yeah, he had man, he had man boobs. That's what they called right. them. All right. Here's a West You know,
2: how, how much more likely would you to be if they were like, Oh, we're actually going to release either a fourth Batman movie with Christian Bale or a new Batman movie and meatloaf is Batman.
1: I would go see that because that's the Meatloaf ex- one way before the Christian Bale one. Oh, definitely. Cause think how cool that would be.
2: Like, I mean, me, like Batman's that. old and got out of shape, and now he just fucking looks like Milo. <laughs>
1: just fat and just kind of gross.
2: <laughs> fucking uh, Higgins or whatever his name is. Butler's like long dead. <laughs> it's not Higgins, I know, but that was a Alfred. Magnum P.I. reference. <laughs>
1: All right, here's the last call. Here's the last call. We're running out of time here. This one's kind of long, so I might end up... Uh, Don't cut that Higgins joke, goddamn it. <laughs> I might end up uh, skipping through some of this, this call here, but it's, it's a good one.
4: Hey Dean Lance, uh, this is the drunk teacher again. I thought I would uh, actually complete the story um, that I've been trying to tell because I'm a little bit more sober now. Um, I wanted to let you know uh, this is uh, this is the way it went. I was at a party, like I was trying to say um, last week, um, with a couple friends of mine. I passed out in the corner. Um, but what he but what happened was, is he and his friend were sitting at the party. They both lived there at the house. And they saw the script, you know, she was slutty. obviously she was going to, she was kind of walking around pretty much going to bang anybody, but,
1: uh, I think these are college guys.
2: The recording broke up for me when he said they saw a, a something, a script slut or some kind of no, a, they slut? Just
1: saw a woman. I think he's on a cell phone. So he keeps breaking oh, off a little some bit. Some kind of a slut though. She was some slutty chick that was at their party. I think he said, a just chick looking she for cock, slutty, looking for anything looking to cock. This is, this sounds like a college party to me.
4: My my friend Jake, he he wanted to, uh, he called saying, you know, I want her. She's going to be mine. And then he was going to go out and have a cigarette. Um, and he told his roommate this. Uh, That's the point, Demons. Yeah, let's call him. And so as Jake leaves the he comes back. And Jeff and the other girl went upstairs. So as they went upstairs, he was just angry, me and him drinking. A little bit more. And then I passed out. He fell asleep on the couch and whatnot. You ever had that happen?
1: <laughs> Some college
2: kid tell you a really boring story about a party he was at? Yeah, it's happening right now. <laughs> 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 no, what, what are it you gets, talking about?
1: It gets better. Um, so wait, but this is sounding very erotic. Like,
2: like his friend wanted to bang this slut and then he went out to have a
1: cigarette. But and the slut went upstairs with another girl? With another guy. I oh, another yeah, guy. Yeah, Jesse. But I mean, have you had. I guess that, I, th- I, I thought Jesse was a girl. But have you That's had that happen where you thought you were going to score, and then she ends up like at the last minute going for one of your friends, and then you're just like, fuck it, because I'm drunk, and you just get really, really wasted with another one of your buddies?
2: Yeah, I have done that. But is this guy's fault? Like, what? what he thinks he's going to go out and have a smoke? Like, I'm biding my time. He's got like a big cigarette holder. Like, oh, very classy. Like I'm going Hugh outside Hefner. to have a cigarette. Girls love it when you go and hit on them, and you have like really rank
1: c- cigarette breath. By the way, should be an you opportunist w- you you here, gotta, buddy.
2: You've got you've got to like strike while the iron is hot. Exactly
1: that. Now that is a good metaphor.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so what ended up happening was he took this girl upstairs uh, to his room. They got you know they took off the clothes, got all they started falling around, they took and off doing their all clothes, the, the kind of thing. I just poke it to the hole. Then
1: Dry humping, that's all I ever do.
4: <laughs> it's <laughs> I, safe
1: sex. I, it's safe. I don't have to worry about it. I might have to wash my pants a little bit more often than I normally would, but... You might. It's, yeah, it's fine.
4: Uh, then she said, no, 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 I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this unless you're my boyfriend. And so he got really angry, went to sleep. But she's a passed out.
1: shitty slut. He
4: wakes up in the middle of the night, well, probably about like 7 in the morning. And as he, as she's climbing over him, she goes to grab her ass just to see, you know, because it happens, and um, he feels something really, like, squishy, and he's like, what the fuck is this? And there's shit all over his hands. And he goes, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, because, I mean, there's shit. And he was yelling at her there's, so many, there's, there's,
3: so there's so many details. There's shit all over his bed. He, opened,
4: he opens up the the uh, blankets. There's shit all over the bed. He goes, what the fuck is this? You shit in the bed. You shit in the bed. And she goes, no, no, I didn't shit in the bed. There was shit already there when we got in. So as he's yelling, this is, this is now my point of view. I'm waking up to somebody yelling, and he's yelling at her. And she comes down, and she's pulling up her pants covered in shit. This is shit. great, by the way. And then she comes and sits <clears throat> as down As a person who's on... lived...
2: In... <laughs> I got I to gotta interject. <laughs> as a person who's lived in a... Um... multiple person, college age kid house, or even post-college, uh, you know, you were saying how it sucks when you, you, you think you're going to score, but then one of your roommates scores and you're like, God damn
1: it. We get really drunk.
2: But, but like the flip side of that is, is this sort of a great situation where (laughs) it doesn't necessarily need to involve a girl, but it helps. Like you're just sort of had drank too much and you're passed out (laughs) in your bed, but relatively in good shape. Right like
1: yeah you're all right i mean you're like you're not gonna
2: have a hangover because you're young bit of a headache but but yeah bit of a headache you you know you wake up and you're like i didn't do anything fucked up and i didn't get fucked which sucks but wait a minute it sounds like some crazy shit's going on in the house and i'm not involved but i'm gonna be entertained by that shit (laughs) and you just like pop your head out the door and it's 3 a.m and then you know carry on
1: well, it's just funny though. Like you, you know, I, I I remember distinctly in like the house that we lived in, like waking up on the couch and like yeah, like some chick that was like
2: doing the walk of shame. Yeah,
1: doing the walk of shame, like leaving, like coming downstairs, and you just gotta look at her. You are like, ah, ha, you just totally just got laid <laughs> by my disgusting roommate. By yeah, the way, not like my Brad disgusting, fucking pet roommate. And just and
2: totally by the way, you. you know, th- this girl in the story. Doesn't want to fuck this guy unless they're going out, you know, he's not going out
1: with you. Yeah, but she shit his bed, though, and didn't bl- said there was shit in the bed when they initially got. That's like the worst alibi I think I've ever heard.
2: Not if you're like me and you do go to bed super trashed. I might believe that if I'm the guy like, would really? you?
1: But if you got in bed and you, I mean, would you pass out? Even if I was drunk, I'd be like, there's shit in this bed. I'm not sleeping in it. I don't know.
2: I've never <laughs> shit the bed. so I don't well, even think it's possible really.
1: If I was the girl, I would have blamed it on the dude. And Vice. I would versa. say I would have said you shit the bet.
2: It wasn't in, the shit wasn't in here when we got in, but you shit the bet. I I would have just blamed it and, and then like That's pretty had a easy trial. To, to do. that's pretty easy to get the bottom of though. I mean
1: literally. But it sounds like she was You you pull
2: in your shoes. underwear down and you're like, Well, the inside of my underwear is not shitty. <laughs> Let's see yours. It is at Perry Mason over here Fucking case closed
4: <laughs> On Jake's uh, Jake on the couch Because she's trying to figure out how she's getting home on her phone or whatever <laughs> she's
2: Pants full of shit, shit covered still Covered
4: in shit And I thought it was the funniest shit I thought it was the funniest thing because She didn't admit to shitting the bed Which probably would have been better um, This might be Whether You know um, You should you would fuck a girl in a bed covered in shit. Or if a girl shipped a bed. But, uh, yeah. You That's guys not even ahead. the
2: most interesting question that this brings up in my mind.
1: What What is the interesting I, I, I would fuck her on the
2: floor if she's still... I would, like, get in the shower. If she was that hot, we'll yeah. If she's super hot. I think a more... One, one, there's many interesting questions. But one is, let's say, if she would have fucked him the next morning you wake up, you did fuck her. She's covered in shit. She shit your bed. And she says, Oh my God, I shit myself or whatever. You have a little argument about it. Then she finally admits it. And she says like, do you have like underwear, like guy boxers and some jeans I could borrow to get home? If she fucked you, you'd probably be like, yeah, yeah. It's really weird that you shit my bed. But of course here's like some boxers and jeans wear those to get a ride home. But if she didn't fuck you and she asked the same question, are you like, you didn't fuck me. <laughs> you shit my bed. Now you want to fucking take my boxers and jeans? Get the fuck out. Or are you the kind of guy who's like, yeah, of course, like whatever? You're looking, <laughs> but you're looking you
1: nice through guy? this through a very mature perspective. I think if you were 20 back then and some girl spent the night and shit all over your bed, you'd flip the fuck out. You would be like, what no, I'm the asking. Fuck.
2: Of, co- of course you flip out.
1: But you're saying but the after severity- the flip
2: out. After the flip, flip out, out, do you give her the boxers and do you give her the jeans? And how does your decision change, if it does, whether she actually did uh, perform sexual acts upon you the night before?
1: I guess that depends on whether she looks more like Megan Fox or she looks more like Wiener Dog from Welcome to Dollhouse.
2: <laughs> Let's stipulate that she's hot.
1: Okay, if she's hot— I
2: mean, not, not super hot. I mean— not so hot that you just disregard the fact that she shit your bed.
1: Okay, is is she hot enough where even if her ass did have like some shit on the sides, you'd still fuck it?
2: She's not that hot.
1: You'd okay. make her clean it off first. Because <laughs> Megan Fox, she could shit. There could be a log, like just kind of on their thigh, whatever, and I probably still would go there. Like <laughs> not that hot. Okay, you'd make
2: her hot enough that you'd make her clean it off, but you'd still fuck her.
1: I'm just surprised that this girl. Would, I hope would, my mom listens to this. <laughs> there. I'm just I mean, surprised that this girl posterity. would go downstairs and call her friend covered in shit. And rather than just run out the door and just whatever, try to go to a seven 11 and wait there.
2: You're, you know why you think that? Because you're imagining, um, all, all our alma mater where you could feasibly like get a cab or walk home but this these guys, this guy might go to a college where everything's like super spread out. Like you're not – there's no cabs and you're not going to like walk seven miles to where you live.
1: If I just shit someone's bed, I'm going to take my chances. I would just get the fuck out of the house and move myself from the situation. Are going to walk 18
2: miles to get to where you – like in the suburb where you live? You're imagining Ann Arbor where everything's like densely packed in.
1: Yeah, but I would call my friend outside and be like, you That's know, true. I totally just yeah. had an accident. This is embarrassing. Kids
2: do it. We didn't have cell phones. We couldn't have even done that. But uh, kid, everybody has a cell phone nowadays, right?
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Terrible. But uh, this would be a story that I would bring up as often as I could. Every time that that guy, like, you know, whatever, brings a new girl home and be like, hey, remember what happened last time?
2: Every, every time the, the floor needed to be vacuumed or like anything needed to be cleaned, I'd be like, is this a little piece of shit from that girl that you <laughs> fucked was here and, like, fucking sprayed shit everywhere? Like, somebody needs to scrub this wall.
1: <clears throat> oh, God. Very entertaining. Um, people, call the wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, if you're not listening to the show on iTunes, I don't know exactly how you're listening to the show. I know we have our SoundCloud account now that uh, we're trying to be cool with the SoundCloud thing, but... Seriously, the best way to listen to Sick and Wrong is to go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe to the show, and listen through the tunes. Even if you don't support Apple, which I don't really like Apple all that much. I do like their products. I just don't like the company.
2: I don't like their software. I like their products, but not their software.
1: But it does actually help Sick and Wrong out because then we're ranked higher and then we'll be hot. And if we're hot... Then you're hot. So whatever. <laughs> just, go to, just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, and listen to the show through there. Um, also, Sick and Wrong t-shirts are now available at the Sick and Wrong store. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store, and you can buy one of our cheap trick tees. They are going quickly, though. We only have a few larges left and a couple extra extra larges. So if you want a shirt, you should get one as soon as possible. Sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. I know I said this before, but I still need one. If uh, somebody out there knows how to animate, if you're an animator, give me a call. Contact me at SigurongPodcastHotmail.com because I want to animate one of the play-something-dancy stories, and I need an animator. So um, email me at SigurongPodcastHotmail.com. Finally here, Wackley, the Sigrong Song of the Week is a special dedication to the city of Boston. Especially? Especially. It's a special dedication to the city of Boston. Stay strong, Boston. City by the way? You know, Boston's a cool city. It's a tough city. And uh, a lot of people are probably pissed off. Not a lot of people. Most it's people it's a very are.
2: racist city. i <laughs> say that with i say that with affection. It's it it is racist. a very
1: racist city, but it's a very uh, I mean it's a I tough wouldn't city. want to be an
2: Arabic guy in Boston right now. Definitely. Even, even, even if we don't, you know, we don't even know if it was Arabic guy that did the thing and, and maybe it wasn't. It could have been an I American terrorist. Wa- I mean, I wouldn't want to be an Arabic guy in Boston this week.
1: I mean, it could have been a white American terrorist. You know, we don't know who it is right now. But yes, if I was an Arabic person in Boston, I'd be I'd probably go to New York. I'd be keeping to myself.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> in be hiding forest, in watching my house. old shows and stuff, not going out to the bars.
1: Anyway, I want to dedicate this song to the city of Boston. It's Surrender by the Dropkick Murphys, who are a a good Boston punk band. People will be back next week with episode 378. Until then, take a sleazy. Okay, good night.